We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rapid fire time, everybody. So strap in because this is a uh, game day rapid fire segment here. And we're going to jump right in. So without further ado, number one, depending on who you talk to, Notre Dame is playing its fourth rivalry game this season, Jesse. And they weren't talking to me because I don't believe that. But buy or sell Southern Cal being Notre Dame's biggest rival. I am a hundred percent buy on this. Uh, this this game in terms of meaningfulness um, and, and the the amount of years that they've played each other. You know, like you like you said earlier, they've played consecutively except for World War II and, and the COVID year. So we're talking about an all time series here of 50, 37, and five. That's ninety two matchups. Uh, you know, when Notre Dame's going to USC, obviously it's at the, at the end of the year, so it's a very meaningful game. But even when USC comes to Notre Dame in October. It is still a very meaningful game. So I think this game is the most is the biggest rivalry that Notre Dame has because of the fact that it has the most impact and the, the longevity uh, that both teams have played each other. I completely agree with you. I think this is one of the best rivalries in college football. I think it is Notre Dame's biggest rival. Some people are going to say that team up north. Uh, I'm going to heartily disagree with that. They have not played that team nearly as much as they've played USC. I also think that there's more respect in this rivalry than there is in the other rivalry. So uh, this, this one's big for me. It put Notre Dame on the map as well nationally because they were going and playing coast to coast because they were not in a conference. And that is Michigan's fault uh, to a great degree. So uh, this is a much bigger rivalry for Notre Dame. It's one that they make sure does not come off the schedule, unlike other rivalries and so yeah this is by far the biggest rivalry for Notre Dame and frankly it's the biggest one for me as well so I'm excited for this game this is one of my favorite games of the year and uh, this isn't part of rapid fire but I'm still going to ask you this question if and when USC moves to the Big Ten Jess what are your thoughts about having this game as the last game of the year every year home and away 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's a hard question because I the, the reason why I don't like this being the last game of the year, home, home, home or away, you know, assuming... USC potentially joins the Big Ten is because of what we see in the Big Ten right now. We see Michigan, Ohio State, uh, for lack of better terms, loading up on the front end of their schedule, taking advantage of what I would consider a weaker conference, and then pitting two 11-0 teams against each other at the end of the season. With this playoff format, I don't like it because then there, it becomes an argument of, well, should a one-loss Michigan get in or should a one-loss Ohio State get in? Well, if you would have played this game at the beginning of the year, you can build up your resume and play towards the end. But when you only play your meaningful game at the end of the season and you lose your only meaningful game, I have a hard time saying that you also deserve to be in the playoffs. But obviously the playoff is expanding. Um, they're going to let more teams in. And so if we were talking about this current playoff format, I wouldn't like it for that reason because you it's Vince, you know, you have to end the season well. You can't, if you're going to lose a game, it's better to lose the game early in the season and win the rest of them. But when you lose on your last game, that's the last thing that the committee sees. And it's a potential to leave you out because of that, right? And so if we go to this expanded playoff format, sure, I don't care when you play it because there's an opportunity for more teams to get in. But in this current playoff format, I don't like playing the game at the end of the season uh, for, for a lot of the reasons I just went into. Very interesting. I never thought about it from a playoff uh aspect so that's a very good way to look at it i like it at the end of the season because frankly i'm excited to see usc come down here the last weekend of november and play in south bend because i don't think they can handle it and i think that would be a huge <laughs> advantage to notre dame so 
I like it, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, but I also, <clears throat> looking at it from your point of view, you're looking at it as, okay, well, if Notre Dame loses this game, it's going to really greatly affect their playoff possibilities. I get that. I look at it, I guess, from the opposite side of the coin, whereas this is a meaningful game. It's an important game. It's the last game of the season. A lot is riding on it. It can propel Notre Dame into a better spot if they win the game. So there's just a lot of riding on. I like games that mean something and having that as the last game of the season. I think more often than not that that game would actually mean something. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Definitely. But hey, I like that we disagreed. That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Second question. Sticking with the rivalry uh, topic, your top three college football rivalries are what? Oh, man. So I'm going to give you my top three, but I don't want to give them in any particular order because I think at that point it gets a little bit tough. Uh, the ones that definitely belong in there for me are Ohio State and Michigan, Notre Dame and USC. And then after that, it becomes a toss-up between Alabama and Auburn um, and Texas and Oklahoma. But I think for the sake of rivalries, um, man – I'm going to have to go with Auburn and Alabama as my third. I know a lot of people are going to probably say Navy and Army, which I respect. That's obviously a rivalry game. But unfortunately, Navy and Army, to me, don't bring a national enough of a national presence. You know, these teams aren't historically, at least in the last, you know, when I've been alive, are competing for national championships, playoff spots, et cetera. I think USC, Notre Dame – uh, Auburn, Alabama, and Michigan and Ohio State often have large implications on you know the national championship, the playoffs, um, and New Year's New Year's six bowl games. So those are the top three for me. For me, and we kind of talked about this a little bit. I think it was on yesterday's show. Uh, but my top three: Notre Dame, USC, definitely Michigan, Ohio State. That's right up there, and probably. One of the main reasons for that is that we live around here. So it's like we're immersed in it. And so it feels <laughs> unfortunately really big. I, I know. Right. <laughs> the third spot is a toss up for right. me as well. It's the it hardest one. The Red River rivalry. I think Texas, Oklahoma. I, I really do enjoy that game. It's earlier in the season most of the time, which is interesting. So it's not like on rivalry weekend like a lot of these games are. So it's earlier in the season. I like the fact that they play in the Cotton Bowl, that they like half the stadium is burnt orange, half the stadium is red. Like there's a lot of pageantry that comes with that game. So I, I do dig that game. But it's hard to go away from Army Navy as well. I there, there's <laughs> the pomp and circumstance of Army Navy, the what it the bigger picture of it, I think, is what makes it a great rivalry game. Yes. I watch it every year because it's literally the only game on TV that weekend, which I think <laughs> is actually really smart Very by, smart. by them to be the only show in town that weekend. So I think that's actually really, really smart. Um, from a football standpoint, it's not a great game. Usually. I mean, it's a great game for them, but it doesn't have like national implications. It's ever, a pride right? and honor game. Absolutely. And, and it's amazing to see. And like a lot of people... It, you know, what, what Anthony Solomon kind of got into in the chat here is we have so many veterans in the country yeah. and it means so much to our veterans. Um, and, and that and that is another huge aspect of it, regardless of, you know, talent of football. It's just there's a lot of honor, respect. And in these guys, these veterans, they feel, you know, a part of this uh, watching this game. So I, yeah. it's tough. That third spot is, is very tough. tough. It is tough. And I, I have no problem putting Army-Navy there. The, the, the biggest issue for me is the national implications. There's just 
There's just not any, but it's right. a big game for so many other reasons. I mean, the president of the United States goes to that game, sits on both <laughs> sides. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, a big, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Okay, off topic. Who is Adam's biggest rivalry? Like, who's your biggest rival? St. Joe? <laughs> uh, when we were playing, or at least when I was playing, uh, St. Joe was up there. But, man, the, the city schools, it meant something. You know, there was four of us yeah. at the time. There, there still is. At the time, you got Clay, Washington, Riley, Adams. So it's hard to say because I would say, like, all of those, like the, the battle of the city teams, you could almost count as one big rivalry. Right. Um, but outside of that, no, but outside of that, it was St. Joe because of just of, you know, and I, I, I don't mean any offense to anyone that potentially has any connections to St. Joe in this chat, but it's just a different kind of uh, atmosphere over there. It's a different kind of mentality over different there, clientele. different clientele. It, it just meant, and you know, historically Adams was bad and we changed the momentum when I was there. And sure. there was a lot of talking by St. Joe who didn't necessarily, you know, they, rightfully so. They, they they spanked us for so many years. But I would tell you, Vince, the highlight of my high school career was uh, Shaq Van taking in the touchdown to beat St. Joe our junior year as time expires. Um, and then beating St. Joe again on their senior day, my senior my senior year. They lined us up on senior day, thought they were going to beat us. And again, my my boy Shaq Van went for like 400 on the ground or yeah, something stupid. 25. Burned up their turf. I think his feet were on fire. I know I'm getting long winded, but it is okay. it I is St. It. Joe. <laughs> I had to ask. And I, nobody in the chat cares about that particular conversation, but I did. So that's all. <laughs> all right. Scale of one to ten, Jess. That this is the last time that we see Isaiah Foskey and Michael Mayer in an Notre Dame uniform. Um, it's a solid nine out of ten. You know, both of these guys. I I was. Foskey did sit again, you know, come back again this year, which was a little bit surprising to a lot of people. I think he, you know, I think he's got to go this year. You know, there's, there's, there, he's, he's proved a lot. Um, and there's no reason. I think he's proved enough to get his, you know, high, high level draft grade, draft prospect. And we know Michael Mayer. And to me, Michael Mayer, what it comes down to is if he wants to finish his degree out or not, but you can always do that, you know, at a later time. He's obviously ranked one or two, depending on who you ask, is the top 10 in the country. He's a first round grade etc so nine out of ten i think they're both gone at the end of this season well this is that means are they sitting on a bowl game so it's like this is the last time that they're going to be in. oh you know what i'm saying okay i thought you meant are they leaving after this season no i no, think no, they no. both play in the Dang. bowl game i think okay. they no no if scale one to ten i think like a two out of ten i think they both okay. play in the bowl game and finish out uh their, their collegiate career interesting okay all right <laughs> sorry for the misinterpretation no 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 no. that's okay i i'm gonna put it at like an eight because i am confident that notre dame is going to win this game we'll get into our prediction here in a second i am confident notre dame is going to win if so if that's the case i think they go to a new year's six and if that's the case i think that they both play right Same. if they lose this game and they end up playing in a tier run acc bowl i could see them both sitting so i'm gonna say an eight with this. So I've got a little bit of wiggle room for them to opt out. Right. If they end up losing tonight, but I think that they both play in a bowl game if it matters and a new year six game matters. So it's going to be very, very interesting for me because obviously they played in a new year six last year and Kyle Hamilton and Kyron Williams both sat. So we'll see what these guys end up doing. I just, I just feel like these two are built a little bit differently. And I think that's they're no a little bit more of gamers. Right. And that's nothing against those other two guys. I just I'm think okay with either way. 
Yeah. It's just because I see both sides of the coin, right? But 100%. I, I like, like, like you said, I just think there's a different bit of a, a makeup around these two. At this, they're yeah. bigger, burlier guys, less chance of injury. You know, you're not a running back taking a hit all the time. You're not a right, right. A safety that had some injuries, you know, in, in, in throughout the year. Uh, yeah. These guys have been both moderately, you know, pretty healthy. So, all right. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Next one scale of one to 10, your interest level in the World Cup, Jess. I am so interest in the World Cup as a whole is probably like six or seven USA's group a 10 out of 10. I'm all for supporting the United States backing, you know, our nation. We didn't make it four years ago. And I know a lot of people in the chat don't care about soccer, but this is a big event. It only happens every four years. You represent your country. You know, the United States has historically not been great in the cup. We've seen a little bit of resurgence recently and what soccer means within the United States. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot to be excited about. We see a lot of Premier League players now on the USA team, yeah. which is very exciting. They're upping their talent. So it does mean a lot to me. You know, I'm, I'm not the overall biggest huge soccer fan, uh, but when USA is playing and we get to represent, you know, the entire country, that's enough to draw me in, Vince. It's very Olympic-ish to me. Like I'm a exactly. big Team USA guy, and I've watched every second of the U.S., you know, the two USA matches, right? One of which I was on a show with uh, Brian and Ryan, but I had it right here, and I watched the entire game, <laughs> the draw with England, and that was it. That was huge for Notre Dame. Yes, uh, Notre Dame for the USA. It was huge for U.S. soccer, right? Because somebody, I saw somebody tweet out the fact that if the English football team, like American football team, came over and played the United States football team, <laughs> and they went to a draw, like. That's be very embarrassing. That's embarrassing, and it's massive, right? So that was a huge draw for for uh, the U.S. So yeah, I'm into it. I hope they make it to the league or the round of 16. They just got to beat Iran, I believe. Uh, yes. So on Monday, that you know that result yesterday after you know Iran beating Wales was very beneficial to the United States. Uh, a draw was more than acceptable, and a yep. win would be like top of the world. You just couldn't lose, and you couldn't lose. Um, by a lot. But United yep. States is in the driver's seat now. They control their own destiny. You beat Iran, you're in. If you tie, you know, there's things that other things that need to happen, but yeah. you definitely win if you're in. And, and to getting into that, you know, group of 16 stage is very big because they did it, you know, four years ago or sorry, eight years ago and were, you know, one one kick away from going down to the yeah. eight. So it, it's very very interesting to see. I love it. I'm, I'm, I watched every minute yesterday. My heart was racing. Actually, I was so nervous throughout the entire <laughs> know, game. Right? It's hard and to do it a was, show while watching that. I'll tell you. Yeah, what. just, just for a draw. So uh, I, I was very impressed with the performance though yesterday. Great showing. Yep. I think the United States team is getting a lot better, which is fun to see. All right, let's move on to some actual football talk here. Uh, fill in the blank. The fact that Nebraska is reportedly targeting Matt Rule as their next coach is blank. I think it's a great fit, and I, if I'm not mistaking, we are not. Marshall maybe dropped a pre-early bomb that I, I don't. I think Nebraska might have made the hire already. Their season is over. Mm. They're not in a bowl game. Um, I need to fact check that myself, but I am. I, I, I think there's like an 80 percent chance that Rule has already kind of been hired uh, by Nebraska. But I think that's amazing. I think that's a great fit. I think Rule got a little bit over his head. You know, in the NFL, I think he's a great coach. There's nothing that should be taken yeah. away from him. He got into, you know, a bad quarterback situation in the NFL. And as you know, that's the most important position uh, in, in the NFL. If you don't have a good quarterback in the NFL, it's it's going to be a tough road for you. So I like him going back to Nebraska. I like his intensity and physicality and all those things. And I fit that. I think that fits a Nebraska program 
that is looking for a resurgence to get back to that national prom- prominence that they used to have. Yep, absolutely. And and he's in a division of the Big Ten, which is terrible. So he could be at the top of that division pretty stinking quickly, uh, to be honest with you. So yeah, everyone in the chat is, is saying he's hired. We're a little well, behind, Vince. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, it, it is what it is. I wrote the questions last night. So, you know, <laughs> what can you say? All right. So uh, moving on, our next question. The fact that the Cowboys-Giants game drew a record 42 million viewers is blank. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A lot of people aren't gonna like this one, but it's expected. Oh, you are such a Dallas fan. They're such America's team for a reason, everyone. <laughs> Whether you hate them or love them, what do you think you're doing? You're tuning in to watch. You drop that game and Thanksgiving right after, you know, the big the big Thanksgiving lunch. Everyone's got their naps in. It, you roll around, you know, oh, what do you know? You got the Cowboys, America's team rolling on uh, the, the TV against the seven, you know, seven and three Cowboys versus the seven yeah. and three Giants. That's the a big game implications wise, right? It yes, because that, that for a while. Right. And, you know, Philadelphia is obviously nine and one. They're holding down the top spot. But the Giants and Cowboys are fighting for that wild card spot. And what is now known as the NFC Beast, baby, the NFC East is back, everyone. Uh, so it was just a good a good game to see. You know, both teams it had a lot to you know, a lot of implications on the line. Um, and the Cowboys came out and handled business. So I, I really enjoyed it. All right. One final question before we get to our Notre Dame USC prediction. Would you rather see Notre Dame face and defeat Tulane in the Cotton Bowl, so a New Year's Six Bowl, or an SEC team in a Tier 1 ACC Bowl? So better bowl or better opponent, basically, is what we're looking at here. Vince, when it comes to the end of the season, it doesn't matter to me. You've worked up to to play in the best bowl game as possible, no matter your opponent. You just line up and, and play who you're supposed to play. And Notre Dame hasn't won the New Year's Six Bowl games in I don't know how long. You know, that's it's it's been frustrating. I, I just I want to see them win one of those. It, it, I, I can't I can't tell you the last time that they've won it. And it's it might have been like 93. Yeah, that's what I mean. The 90s. It, it's been a long time. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm more so for wins that help your program or, or, you know, set your program apart from everyone else. And I think it's a great first season for Marcus Freeman, if he can end with the New Year's Six Bowl after his first game last year of losing and kind of letting a New Year's Six Bowl game slip away from him. So I'm all for the better bowl game and not the better opponent. 
I'm I'm kind of torn on this one, to be perfectly honest with you, because you know if Notre Dame goes out, they win a New Year's Six against a Tulane or a Cincinnati or a UCF or whoever ends up being that opponent, right? There's going to be plenty of people out there that be like, yeah, that didn't count. You know what I mean? And now it still counts. It's a New Year's Six game. They've had plenty of opportunities in New Year's Six games that they haven't been close or that they've been close and they haven't been able to do it. You've had all kinds of opportunities. And then in non-New Year's Six games, they've beaten LSU a few times. I mean, they've beaten some pretty good teams throughout the, oh my gosh, it's been 30 years since they've won a New Year's Six game. Good Lord. Uh, but I, I will say that I'd want the new year six game monkey off their back. Just as the, as DT roll hunter says, I want that monkey off Notre Dame's back. And so I don't care who the opponent is. I want them to go to a new year six game, but that also means that they have to win this game tonight. And so with that said, Jesse Styers, <laughs> I gave my prediction yesterday. I'm going to give you the opportunity. You have the floor. What is your prediction for Notre Dame USC tonight? Oh, I lost sleep about this one, Vince. I, I bet you did. I, this, this, I, dad, you know, by the way, your dad picked USC to win. I just want to, I saw that. that. I saw he caught some flack too. You know, yeah, he it's, he's he just did. doing his job, everyone. He's just <laughs> giving you his honest opinion. Yeah. And that's what he's told to do. Um, man, this is, this is so, so tough. I've gone back and forth on this. Here's what I'm going to say. Notre Dame can't allow USC to get into the 40s. If USC gets into the 40s, they win this game. This game has to stay in the 30s, potentially the 20s, if Notre Dame wants to win. I think Notre Dame has to get into the 30s in order to confidently win this game. So there's a lot of layers to this. Um, when it's all said and done, I have Notre Dame 37 and USC 34. This is going to be a backyard brawl. This is about both teams, you know, throwing back the haymakers, getting up from the canvas, returning the punch. Um, but I think Notre Dame's physicality is ultimately what USC is not going to be prepared for and something that they haven't seen all year. And when you get down into the fourth quarter, um, it, it's going to be a lot. But that said, Notre Dame has to do some things. They need to create oh, yeah. a turnover. They need to get pressure on Caleb Williams. They need to create a big-time special teams play, you know, maybe another blocked punt, maybe a big kick return, just something to suck the life out of USC after they had a big momentum uh, shift in their favor. Could not agree more. And in case you missed it yesterday, I picked Notre Dame to win 31-24, to 24, the 31 in honor of 31 personnel, because I think that is what is going to win the game <laughs> for Notre Dame. But – you, you said all the right things. I think a lot of things have to go Notre Dame's way for them to win this game. None of them are out of reach. Like, all of those things can happen. We have seen them at one time or another with Notre Dame. There is no doubt about that. So we're both picking Notre Dame to win. Everybody on the IB staff picked Notre Dame to win, except for Sean. But he's doing his job, people. That's what he sees. It's okay. He's in Bahamas, man. His mind is mush. We'll, we'll give him a pass on this one. But <laughs> everyone out there, tonight, 7 o'clock on YouTube, we are going to have a watch party for the game tonight. So join me, Ryan, Brian, Sean, maybe Jesse if he's bored. I don't know. But <laughs> we're all going to watch the game. Watch it with us. Have some fun. Everybody's always wanted to watch a game with us. Well, now's your opportunity. So we're going to start at 7 o'clock. So we're going to do a little bit of a pregame and then we're going to dive right in at 7:30 and you are going to ride the ride the train with us. Ride that roller coaster. I will be heavy on the mute button on my end. I was going to say Vince, I don't know if these people want to hear me in game. I That's I, the problem. 
I I, I, just, I, I get oh. I get yelling at the TV, man. Yes. I, I I have no shame to admit that I get a little loud sometimes. I do as well. I mean, I've been well trained being in the press box since 2004. So a lot of times I just sit and stew if something bad is happening. But uh, we will see what happens. So this is this is something we've never done before, people. So you might as well come join us. Check it out. Seven o'clock. The game starts at seven thirty. And then we'll take about a 15-minute break afterwards. We'll come back. We'll do the post-game show. Should be a lot of fun, everybody. So come join us. That's going to do it for this edition of the IB Countdown to kick off. Thank you, Jess, for jumping in and saving the day since your dad is in the Bahamas where they don't believe in internet, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, (laughs) thanks for coming. I thought it was a good show. Two hours went by a heck of a lot faster than I thought it would. We actually went longer. So uh, for Jesse, I'm Vince. Thanks for watching. And we hope to see you again tonight at 7 o'clock for our IB Nation watch party. That's what I just named it. The IB Nation watch party. (laughs) Everybody has a good day. Go Irish. Go Irish. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.